Well, by all accounts, UCLA should absolutely dominate Colorado this weekend in Boulder at Folsom Field with their first road game of the season. First Pac-12 game as conference play is finally upon us. No need to talk about the non-conference slate anymore for UCLA. Doesn't mean it gets any tougher, but here are the reasons why the Bruins should not take Colorado lightly, and we'll give our predictions as well. With Locked On UCLA, let's hit that music. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, it's your favorite host, Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer. As you see, if you're watching on YouTube, there's my Twitter. If you want to follow, you can go follow the show Twitter at Locked On Bruins. We'll post our instant post game reaction about a minute long after the Bruins hopefully take care of business against Colorado this weekend. Thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day. It's free wherever you get your podcasts Odyssey, Spotify, whether it is also, where am I blinking? Uh, somewhere else, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. YouTube, just do, 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 type in Locked On UCLA on YouTube, and you'll find the podcast there. Subscribe, pound that subscribe button with the key. Also comment. I like hearing your thoughts. Sometimes YouTube doesn't notify me when you guys comment, but we will get to those, and we like reading what your guys' thoughts are. So as my thoughts are, Bruins should not take this Colorado game lightly whatsoever. And as we start it lightly, we'll get a eight-clap chant, baby. Let's go ahead. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you. UCLA fight, fight, fights as we're locked and loaded for Locked On UCLA. The Bruins 3-0 against the 0-3 Colorado Buffaloes. What could go wrong, right? Uh, Well, many things, starting with namely losing anybody due to injury, anybody just simply losing it all, whatever it is. The Bruins, they just need to come out healthy, ready to go. They have a short week next week. Come away with the win. So we'll start with our reasons why the Bruins need to take this Colorado game seriously. And I know I saw quotes about they're taking this like they're playing Alabama this week. Alabama, or maybe that was last week, whatever it was. They're they're preparing like they're against the biggest name program in the nation. They're taking this seriously for all accounts and purposes. And after last week's performance, some impressed, some very, very disappointed, a lot disappointed, whether it be the fan turnout, whether it be in the Bruins' play. Maybe we're shocked. Are the Bruins as good as we think? Well, this week should tell us, hey, at least they can beat the opponents on their schedule, which can lead them almost more than halfway to bowl eligibility at the worst. One, Colorado is playing for, theoretically, you would think the players are, at least Carl Durrell, coaching for his job. He did have a statement. We keep talking about it. The AD for Colorado released the statement, which almost always means, yeah, you're relieved of duties, but a statement on social media saying, hey, it's one of support. He's good for now through this UCLA week, I think regardless of what happens, but it's a statement of support, not a statement of security. A little different there, not a state of security for Carl Durrell. And what's important to note for a team that may be playing for their coach, it's in Boulder, they, you know, the players tend to love the community there. For the Bruins, UCLA, you know, against Carl Durrell, they have not always fared so well. They've been played tough, 
by these Buffaloes the last couple years, last six years, if you go to every matchup in Boulder dating back to 2014. Calderwell, when you're coaching for your job, you get a team that's a little amped up. Arizona State, they just laid an egg at home against Eastern Michigan. Herm Edwards got the boot, although there's more and more reports about the shadiness of Edwards and all that. I think Darrell's doing just fine. It's just things aren't working out right now for Colorado, a team that was 4-2 a couple years ago in a big bowl game. Came out flat last year, and so far, just even worse this year. But you should not take lightly a team that's playing their second home game, first one in a couple of weeks, wanting to be rejuvenated. And the the head coach, he's coaching for his job. You can never discount a coach who is coaching for his job. That's just as simple as it gets. It's as simple as it gets. You don't want to discount that. Teams play harder, whatever it is, theoretically. And they've lost the coach, I think, or the player, the coach lost the players, whatever it is. You know, I think it's a little early to say he's maybe lost the locker room. You don't know just yet. I'm expecting an inspired, inspired atmosphere for Colorado, regardless of if the fans are there. But that leads us into point number two. This road atmosphere, this is the first time the Bruins have played on the road this season. UCLA in the comfy confines of the Rose Bowl for quite some time. They, They haven't left the Rose Bowl this year. They played all their games at the Rose Bowl, as we know. We've talked so much ad nauseum about, you know, the lack of fan support, whether the move stadiums, regardless, playing on the road, the different beast. If you get used to that comfy trip to the West from Westwood to Pasadena, it is what it is. Last year, UCLA only played five road games. This year, they have even fewer as UCLA eight home games to four road games, all those coming in conference play. And for UCLA, they haven't played on the road since November 20th of last year at SC. So if you're talking about a lack of road environment, besides the SC game, they haven't played a non-SC road game, which is already a crazy atmosphere, since late October against Utah. So for the Bruins, in their last year on the road, UCLA took care of business. They went 4-1, and one, their only loss being at Utah, an acceptable road loss. But when it's your first one on the year, UCLA needs to take care of business. That's just simple, simple terms. Last year, the Bruins' first road game of the year after three games at home. This is how the Bruins were in 2021, mind you, if you forgot. At Hawaii, which is kind of similar to Bowling Green, they dominated. Then, as opposed to playing Alabama State, they had the big name scheduled Michigan. They backed out. Last year, the Bruins were able to get LSU into the Rose Bowl. Bruins beat a then-ranked LSU Tiger team, effectively ending Coach O's uh, tenure there. It happened a few weeks later, but that was the beginning of the end for Coach O. And then, if you remember, the Bruins' third game of the season, technically Week 3, as UCLA played in Week 0 last year. In Week 3, the Bruins coming off the bye from the LSU game, they played their South Alabama equivalent in terms of a close game back and forth against Fresno State, and the Bruins lost. So this is almost the same recipe for UCLA coming into a game, this time against Colorado, not like a Stanford team last year where UCLA and all the fans were jonesing to beat, especially the Cardinal, a team that the Bruins have had so much trouble with over the last decade as they did that and beat Stanford. So almost the same thing as last year. They had the three home games. This time, that last year was four weeks in this season. This year, three weeks without the week zero 
no buy until the Utah after the Utah game. It's a road atmosphere. UCLA took care of business. Maybe for whatever it's worth, they play better on the road. The atmosphere gets them going, but it's always tough playing your first road game, and especially in Boulder. They haven't won since 2014. It is what it is. Final point of why UCLA should not take this Colorado team lightly. Well, last year, Colorado actually went to the Rose Bowl and led the Bruins by 13 points in the second quarter. Took a late bar mirror field goal right before the half to put it to a 10-point deficit at halftime. So this is pretty much an almost you know similar type Colorado roster. I know they're missing a great tailback. They had Fontenot last year who scored two touchdowns. He's out. Quarterbacks, a lot of questions for the Buffaloes, although they still have their quarterback from last year who played against UCLA. He's not in the starting mix just yet, but he played against the Bruins. And Colorado won, or excuse me, they were winning by 10 at the half for the Bruins, like they've done in each of the first weeks this season. Maybe this was a trend going forward for the rest of the season. I think it was for Chip Kelly. That Colorado game last year was in late November. The Bruins have dominated second halves. Dominated second halves. But UCLA, they were, you know, last year, they were on the ropes a little bit before a dominant second half. UCLA, you know, against Colorado, they needed a home dominant second half against the crowd of 36,000. The Rose Bowl keyed that end of season winning streak. It's parlayed into this year. And for the Bruins looking for their fourth straight win to open up the year, get 4 0. But those are my reasons. Head coach playing for a job, first road game. And last year, they struggled with this team at home, a team that is looking for a marquee moment, which would they would love to spoil UCLA's season. And we've seen. UCLA stumble at times with these opponents thus far, making silly, silly, silly mistakes throughout each of the first three games, regardless of who's on the field. Anybody who's been on the field has probably made a mistake of some some way, some some form. A lot would fall in special teams week one. Week two, you know, you saw DTR, no Charbonnet. Garbers made some mistakes. Last week, you, you could say the defense, you know, they had some problems. The offense had problems, whatever it is. UCLA cannot take Colorado lightly. But there is reason for hope, so we'll talk about that next. We get the the good coming up next. But first, let's talk about Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest way, the easiest place to spice up the college football season. It it gets spicy. Let's listen. You can go find ways to just pick between two to five players across any team for your pickums. It's not like just your team. You can decide if they finish higher or lower. It's easy to play, and it's available in over 30 states with your pickums. It's one of the easiest fantasy places to play games out there, and you can win cold, hard cash in a single game in a single day. Meanwhile, just sign up with the promo code Locked On. One word, Locked On. An underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100. Get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com right now or look for the Underdog Fantasy app in either the App Store or Google Play Store. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code locked on, and you can get that promo with the $100 deposit. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. It's a fun way to play. The fun way to play for the Bruins as we move on to segment two of Locked On UCLA. Thanks for moving. The reasons why UCLA should succeed, despite what seemingly looks like a Zach Charbonnet 
missed game again. He is a game-time decision, but for a Colorado team that is horrendous at defending the run this year, brought this up before, but about 348 yards per game rushing for the Buffaloes. They give up defensively. So UCLA last year, they put up 200 yards rushing on the grounds. And when the Bruins rush for over 200 yards, especially under Chip Kelly, exclusively win the game 90 billion percent of the time, it seems like. If UCLA can run for over 200 yards, boy, oh boy, well on their way to an easy win. If they can run for 300 yards, the score may be ugly. That's, that's the case. That's simply the case that we're facing with this UCLA team for this UCLA team going forward. They, they should be fine, even without a potential Charbonnet. Is there a possibility we see Garbers? Who knows? We'll see what happens for UCLA. So keys for success. Even what I was noting last year with UCLA when they played Colorado since this Utah loss of the late October of last year in Salt Lake when they had back-to-back losses against Oregon and against Utah, UCLA has absolutely dominated second half of games. This is a team that started off the winning streak against Colorado coming into now their second matchup against Colorado from 2021 to 2022. UCLA, their second half has been dynamite in these last end of the season, beginning of this season, outscoring Colorado 34-0. We all remember what the Bruins did to USC last year, 34-16, completely flipping the script, what was the semi-close game, and running away with it. Against Cal, UCLA outscoring the Golden Bears 25-0. 25-0 in a game that was a three-point game at halftime against the Golden Bears in what was last year's season finale. We can go over the stats with the Bowling Green game again. UCLA dominating this Falcons team in week one. They scored, I'm trying to pull it up right here, but for UCLA, they were absolutely fantastic so far in the second half of games. I believe the number was 54 to 14. They've outscored teams in the second half. So if you do the math, somewhere along the lines of like 110 to like 30 in the second half. Chip Kelly and this UCLA team, despite all the reasons I've said to be worried about this team, not worried, but just make sure they don't take Colorado lightly. Uh, UCLA has absolutely, in the second half, something happens in the locker room. We remember those Jim Mora days where UCLA was coming off of Carl Durrell coaching and then Rick Neuheisel. The program was kind of, eh, mediocrity. UCLA brought some moxie, and they all of a sudden had some crazy second halves with Jim Mora. And now it's transitioned finally into year four and into year five for Chip Kelly, where this team has some similar strong second halves. So we should expect for this Bruin team Maybe it could be a sloppy first half, but strong second half, strong closeouts, starting with this winning streak and continuing it on. As much as we don't like how the Bruins have started, the way they've closed out games this year has been impressive. Very impressive. You can't deny that for UCLA. That's That just is what it is. But enough fluff. Let's get to my prediction. What do we think UCLA is going to do this week against Colorado on Locked On UCLA. Well, here we go. This is what the actual prediction is. I think UCLA wins the coin toss. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting detailed. We're getting truly detailed. 
UCLA wins the coin toss. Then I say they go down, they take the football, and they score a touchdown. Simple as that. Eh, who knows? I do think Colorado will get on the scoreboard. I'm not sure the defense will post a shutout. They've looked well in moments, and there's every reason for success. Colorado without a key tailback and fought no. Three quarterbacks taking first-team reps. An offense that's just looked absolutely and eh, there's there's no nice words to put it. You can just kind of leave it there. The offense speaks for itself. They've only scored 30 points in three games for Colorado. UCLA should dominate. I think this is a game UCLA controls from start to finish easily, you know, within a four-score margin. I don't think UCLA goes up big, especially against a, car, a former UCLA head coach and a former Bruin with Carl Durrell on the other side, even though UCLA wants to take it to the the Buffaloes and prove that they should be a ranked team come that Washington matchup next week. I think UCLA wins this by 18 points. And you would say, Zach, they should probably win this by a lot more. I think this is one of those games where UCLA is leading big and then Colorado late will score a couple of scores, a touchdown here and there against the Bruins second team and make this, you know, like a reverse cover for Buffalo for the Buffaloes, I should say. It's one of those games I think UCLA leads by four touchdowns, whether it be 25, 27, 28, even up to the 30-point range. But for some reason, I just see this game, the scoreline, ending closer than what the game looked like. UCLA easily should dominate this game. There's no reason, you know, I just, I gave the reasons. I gave the reasons why it could be close. But that looking at the team, they have the weapons to take this one seriously. They have the mindset. And even if it doesn't look that way in this, the first half, the Bruins would love to ensure that the Buffaloes are put in their misery. They continue their misery. I think UCLA wins this by 18 in a game where they dominate by four scores, up maybe to five scores at one point. I think Colorado closes it to 18 in a game that's not even close. So let's, let's put some words to that. Maybe say 32-13, could be even more, could be even less. 32-13 in a game where 35-7, where Colorado scores late. I don't know. Matt, Matt's just not being my strong suit today. It's a, it's a sleepy day. We're all getting excited for locked on UCLA for the Bruins in Colorado. But I think it's one of those games where UCLA in control. They can easily put up 40-plus points. Is that what's going to happen? I think they take the gas, they take their foot off the gas pedal, but truly start to finish. I think they dominate this game. They should. If this is a team that wants to be 4 0 and compete in the Pac 12, there's no reason they should walk out of Boulder without dominating, absolutely obliterating Colorado. We've seen crazy college football upsets. We've seen them already in this season. FCS taking down FBS. You know, we've seen. The Sun Belt teams go in and, you know, take down big, you know, opponents. Whatever it is. UCLA should win this game. I think by 18 points, because I'm being funky with numbers, but an 18-point win where Colorado scores late and finally ends that UCLA fourth-quarter shutout streak that they've had through these last few games during the winning streak. I think that's the reason why Colorado can cover and score some points late just against the UCLA's third team or second teamers against the rest of their travel squad. That's why I think this game will be a little close, closer on the scoreboard than the game actually is. It might be interesting 
say no Charbonnet, a couple of turnovers, and everything goes wrong. But as I mentioned before, UCLA played down to their competition last year against Colorado at home and turned on the gas, you know, just turned it on, turned on the jet fuel. UCLA should win this going forward. That's going to do it for Locked On UCLA. We'll come back with our instant reaction over the weekend. We'll post that on Twitter. Like, comment, subscribe. We'll react on the Monday episode, what we think about the Bruins. And it's a short week, so we got to get right to it with Washington coming to town next week to the Rose Bowl, a Friday night primetime showdown. Hopefully the Bruins take care of business, stay healthy, look good doing it, and improve to 4-0. So Bruin fans, get that 8-clap in the air. And 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, U, C, L, A, U, C, L, A, fight, fight, fight! Go make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen with host Spencer McLaughlin. Good show. Always goes up and down the conference. I know the Bruins are still moving to the Big Ten, but Locked On Pac-12 is a good show for as long as the Bruins are still in the conference. The Bruins looking to make it to the Rose Bowl. Week one of conference plays here. Go Bruins. This has been Locked On UCLA.